trying to chew at the same speed as the music because um, it is inside Parliament time and I'm eating scones again. And I'm with Andrea Vance and we're inside the TVNZ Centre. I've still got food in my mouth, sorry. <laughs> this is Inside Parliament. It's a weekly catch-up about the political stories that we've been covering on One News in the final, final, thank God, the final week of the election campaign. <sighs> It has been um, a funny week because I think the last week is always interesting in a campaign. It feels like it feels like things suddenly all of a sudden it's like crazy, 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 and then boom, it feels like things have beat it in mm. and everyone's had enough and they want it over. Yeah, the air's gone out of it. Damn thing done. Yeah. And um, but what seems to be the theme that's come through is that backing Bill, Billy Boy, has had. Uh, pretty strong week for whatever reason, whether it's been mischievous and devious with some of the claims or a combination of that and a reasonably strong campaign performance by him and moving around, but it does look like he's going in in the strong position to election night. Oh, you're calling it, Corin. I think, well, I think what's clear is that National looks like they're going to have the largest share of the vote. Will they be able to form a government? I would not call. And I think there is a massive, massive question mark about whether they'll form a government but I think they'll get the first opportunity to. Would yeah, be my, absolutely. Would be my call. I'd say you're probably on the money there. Yeah. But how it all shakes down come Monday morning. I just think there are so many variables. It does look like, but although not perhaps less so than a week ago, it does look like the two miners, the two key miners, the Greens and New Zealand First, will be there. Yeah, well, we've been we've been talking about a drag race all the way through this, mm. haven't we, between National and Labour, yeah. but actually now it's a drag race between the Greens and New Zealand back. First. Yeah, they have, and James Shaw can hold his head up high. Um, he's been racing around the country. The fella has had a relentless uh, campaign schedule, and he's he's really won some more voters over after what you know they were on the brink of political death, you know, only well, three or four Bill weeks Inga ago. Well, as Bill said, he got back up, and then you got to say the Greens got back Absolutely. up. They picked themselves up, and somehow um, they managed to do it. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the negative tactics this week, and also the um, farmer protest and that whole tax debate. Uh, let's have a listen to um, Monday's farmer protest track, because that was sort of, again, setting the tone for that last week a little bit. Waikato farmers taking to the streets and taking out their frustrations. I'm tired of hearing emotive, uninformed dribble about what we do or do not do as dairy farmers. More than 500 farmers gathered under Morinsville's mega cow today. They feel targeted by Labour's plans to charge a water royalty and bring agriculture into the emissions trading scheme. If you shut farmers down, we might as well turn the lights off in all our small towns and leave the last one to lock up. After the speeches, it was out of the rain and off to the pub. I think that just farmers have got to stick together. We've just got to, you know, like, even though it doesn't affect me directly on the water tax. Just don't like the political football that we're used for. But in the heat of the election campaign, just how political was the protest? Organiser Lloyd Downing is a National Party member. But I have voted Labour, by the way. You have? Several times. Bob Appleton, who owns Myrtle the Tractor, is also a supporter. I've always been a true blue, always a true blue, yeah. And Nationals Louise Upston was at the rally. I'm not aware of who's organising it. Uh, whoever's organising it, though, is free to express their opinion. Jacinda Ardern certainly feels the protest in her hometown was personal. 
and she argues Waikato farmers would barely be affected by Labour's water tax. My understanding is that Morrinsville has very few consents for irrigation uh, and will see very little effect from our policy. New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters also made an appearance at the rally. Organisers had made it clear that they didn't want him to speak. He tried anyway and was met with cheers and heckles from the crowd. With five days to go to the polls, the gloves, as well as the boots, are off. Yes, another fascinating poll. It's of over a 1,000 voters in the past four days. Now, it shows a dramatic surge for National this week. The party is up six points to 46%. But Labour's big rise under Jacinda Ardern has faltered. The party down seven points to 37%. The Greens, however, are continuing to rebuild up to 8%. New Zealand First, however, has slumped further to 5%. It may now need to rely on Winston Peters winning Northland to be assured of making it back to Parliament. Top was steady this week at 2%. Uh, the Māori Party is steady on 1%. ACT continues to struggle at 0.3%. So how does this look when translated into seats in a Parliament where a majority of 61 is needed to form a government? Well, it's still on a knife edge. National would have 58 seats, but even with ACT, the Māori Party, and their one seat each, it would be short. It would need New Zealand first six seats to form a government. Labour's 46 and the Greens' nine would see the centre-left bloc muster 55 seats, meaning they too could form a government with the support of New Zealand first six seats. So, under this scenario, New Zealand first is a clear king or queen maker, assuming the party makes the 5% threshold or holds the Northland seat. Now, as for the preferred Prime Minister stakes, well, Bill English looks to have found his campaign mojo surging into the lead at 37%, up five points. Jacinda Ardern's support, however, fading down another three, this poll to 31%. Winston Peters up slightly to 6%. So another big late twist in this most volatile of campaigns. Bill English now within sight of an incredible fourth-term victory for National. Andrea, we have talked about um, post-truth politics quite a bit in over the last three years, haven't we? You wrote a very famous column about that. You're one of the first to sort of lay it on the line in terms of New Zealand and post-truth politics. Do you think we've seen a fair bit of it in this campaign? Mm, I mean, it's, it has been a little bit of an obsession of mine, I have to say. Mm. Um, yeah, I think what I find really surprising in this campaign is, you know, we had all the warning signs from the UK with Brexit and the infamous claims about the NHS and money. Yep. And then we had Donald Trump, where we had alternative facts. That was a phrase that was coined. And so much international discussion about the rise of post-truth and fact, uh, feeling over fact in politics. And so going into this election campaign, I was really surprised because I thought, oh, well, it's New Zealand. We, we've already had these warnings. Yep. We're not going to do it. This, is, this, isn't the, this isn't the type of election campaign. No one needs to pull out alternative facts. No one needs to. I mean, national, I mean, all, let's face it, all political parties are known for spinning. Yeah, they're all going to have it. They're all going to push it. It's but just whether it's national pushed it a bit further this time. Oh, well, I just think you, go, you get to the point. You can spin and spin and spin, and you get to the point where you cross the line, and it descends into... Lies. <laughs> so what's I'm to just going to be honest. So, here. so, but, 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 and so, Jacinda Ardern's line on this was that it was unfair. But should she have been tougher? Should she have just hardened up and gone, hey, actually, all right, it's that sort of, it's a bare knuckle fight and struck back? Well, if you want, if that's the kind of politics that you want to play, then yes, okay, get down in the mud. But if you get down in the mud, you know, they've all got cloven hooves. You, you end up mud sticks to you, and it's not. It's that she 
came from a different place. She didn't want to fight that kind of politics. Unfortunately, that was the election campaign that she found herself in. Texas National is the defining part of this campaign. It was. Yeah. National got desperate. They got bitter and desperate, and they went out hard. They went for the negative, and she was. She was. You're right. She was too slow to respond. Because it, so, so, so the fiscal hold stuff is interesting. Okay, so legitimate for, for National to have a crack at their numbers. Not legitimate to put up a, to put up a number into the public domain and say this is right, this is, and, and even though, oh, it's only hypothetical, but this is our number, and then for every economist to dismiss it and then to continue to stand by it, mm. that was really pushing things out. But, but the difference is social media, though, isn't it? It is, because absolutely. It's, because they can put these claims <clears> out, they get rejected, and the uh, you know, mainstream media says, no, we, we all said, no, no economists are backing that, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's out there on social media and then it takes a life of its own. Uh, well, no, but not just social media. Now, you have to remember that this is the election campaign where absolutely everything, every stand-up, every interaction has been live-streamed to Facebook mm -hmm. Lives, direct into websites. So, so actually, voters are seeing these claims live as they're being said as Stephen Joyce is holding a press conference in the Beehive saying hey there's an 11 billion dollar hole guys um, it's going direct live to voters there's no filter there and it's through social media but yes it's also through the MSM so I wonder post-election will we rethink that will we have it will we check that or is it too late now has the has the horse already bolted well I do think post-election if National does win this campaign then they're going to they're going to have to carry that decision to have pushed the boat out, not just on the fiscals, but on the income tax, and I would argue on interest rates as well, where they've muddied the waters. And and so we had with the billion dollar hole. Then we had then they wound that back, and then suddenly it was a zero budget, which it wasn't because Labour had their own explanation for that. They put money aside for health and education, and they had thirty million dollars for police pay rises. It was all in there. So that there was that was a, a mis mistruth, a post alternative fact. And then we had the income tax one, and then as you say on interest rates. Then we had the constitutional claim, yeah, this week as well in the debate. Remember? And he's rolled back on that one. Absolutely. And then we had also the claim that Labour were anti-free trade, which again isn't true. I mean, Labour were the party that signed the China FTA. Basically, he took mm. their opposition to parts of the TPP and twisted it into Labour are danger, dangerous for exporters. And that was exporters. And that was the message he took around the region. So, so it's not just the $11 billion hole. There were an awful lot of mis fought, mistruths in this campaign. They have fought hard. But did Labour also, obvious, well, they did. They made a misstep with their handling of the tax issue, which gave, which made them vulnerable. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've argued about this before, yes, well, yeah. <laughs> haven't we? Well, haven't we? My argument, and we talked about this after the debate, my argument is that, well, okay, you can interpret it one way. You can interpret it one way as a mistake, and a, a, you know, a, a mistake in, in her leadership style, or you can do, you can interpret it in the way that we always interpreted um, John Key's U-turns and flip-flops as pragmatic politics and a true sign of listening and leadership. Oh, no, 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 and, and, and I do take your point on that after, our, after squabbling on the Saturday night. <laughs> I do take your point on that. But I, I think the initial, no, the initial call, regardless of whether she flip-flopped or not in the end, the, the initial call put tax, um, left, it, left it open to attack. If she'd, have, if she'd have made the initial call right from the outset, stuck with Andrew Little's thing that it doesn't happen for three years, 
It would have been much harder for Labor to be able to get the traction. I mean, sorry, for National to get the traction they've got, but, albeit having pushed things, pushed the boat out on some of their claims. But why is that cool? Why is that? Why? I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just saying I think that's the reality. If it's something, well, but how sad is that? If this is something, if this is a conviction that she has, and bear in mind she lives in Auckland, she sees people of her generation, our generation, not being able to get on the housing ladder, and no hope of getting on the housing ladder, let alone having an investment. Yeah, but then, okay, okay. Let me, let me yeah, finish, finish, finish. I'll respond to that. <laughs> and and so she that was her gut reaction as someone who would be able to make a difference she said no I'm making a captain's call because I really believe I really believe if the tax working group comes back with capital gains tax then we will do it she should okay but, and she, so, so hang on let me finish I will get, yeah, you will can have yeah. your go I don't, I don't want it to disappear but I've got a goldfish brain <laughs> at the moment you can keep going keep going <laughs> so and, and so now I've lost my train of thought so so that is the that's her political reality that's what she believed in she wanted to be a kind of leader that would make the difference. So if you take your argument, your argument is, is about the optics and the spin no, and, no, and the not. campaign. No, it's not. No, okay. it's not. Okay, no, because sure, no. <laughs> if she was really a conviction politician on a capital gains tax, she would have campaigned on a capital gains tax. Okay, well, that's a good point also. <laughs> not a committee that might decide or might not decide. Oh, she, no, no. She would have gone, Hang on. you know what? We're going to put a capital gains tax. It's going to be fifteen percent. It's going to be not on the family home. It's not, but it's not going to be on businesses. It's not going to be on shares or whatever. But she what's... would have laid it out, which is what they did the last two times. But what's wrong with having an expert working group? Look at it. National has an expert wor working group now looking at water allocation. Uncertainty. It's good. That's what's wrong. It is wrong. good for experts to come up with policy. That's the kind of politics I want. Yeah, but it creates uncertainty. So people don't know what they're voting for. They're going. Well, I think well, I'm voting for a capital gains tax, or am I voting for a land tax? It's not that hard. You, she's, I don't think it's that difficult. I think you do voters a disservice. Voters know that she is in favour of a capital gains tax, but she's going to wait to see what the expert working group comes back with. I don't, to me, that's not difficult. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest, I think this country needs to have some long, hard, a long, hard look at the way it taxes capital because it is creating far too much investment in housing and, it's, and we're underproductive into our business sector. Most of the business community recognises this. It is not a left-right debate. Agreed. And across the... So she should... I, I just think that Labour... And I don't blame her. I do not blame her because she got confronted with the leadership, suddenly made it, you know, didn't know what to do, you know, had to make a call in, the, in, in an incredible environment where she's just taken on leadership. Labour, over the last three years, should have done a better job of figuring out what they were going to do on capital gains tax. I just... I think they made the wrong call by with this sort of kick it for touch for a working group and I think that she she was then confronted with a very difficult decision which has you know not gone away well clearly I mean clearly you're I'll agree with you that clearly she did make the wrong call because you know it hasn't worked out and, the, and it's been the defining issue of the campaign and it looks like it has hurt their vote share and lost of the momentum but I guess my argument is how depressing, how depressing is that, that this election campaign, which has been amazing because it's been yep. about substance and policy, has yep. all come down to bloody optics and how, how she handled it, how she handled the questions in stand-ups. Oh, I agree. It's not, it's, not, it's not a good development for democracy, I don't think. I don't think it is. I don't think that that... Um, but has it, has it not always been an element, an element of that in all politics? I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it would be better. I just think it would have been better if, if she, if the debate had been, you know, we're we're prepared to put up a capital gains tax, argue the case for it, and it was clean and decisive. And the problem with the working group was it, it left it un, un, people unsure, and then National just exploited that. Mm. Like 
that they're very experienced political operatives they are. Now, we better move on to another topic. Yeah, we have, didn't we? God, I was just thinking that. Clearly, <laughs> no, 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 let's be fair here. We are talking about, the, the as you say, it, is the, it has been the defining issue. I think I could remember, you know, when it was at the Pink Bats Factory, Pink Bats Factory with um, Jacinda Ardern, I saw the release come through from National $11.7 billion hole. Coming back to that, I just thought, boy, well, that's it. Here I was there. I was in the room when Stephen Joyce said it. it. And like, I tell you, there were some real brainiacs in that room. Patrick Smelly, Brian Fallow, yep. you know, Bernard Hickey. Yep. And the, the room was just, you could have heard a pin drop. And everyone was thinking, surely, right. they, no, surely they didn't get it that wrong. I mean, that's Finance 101. Surely they didn't get it wrong. But then they're looking at Stephen Joyce. And on the other hand, they're thinking, oh, surely we wouldn't have the balls to lie about something like well, that. Well, tell you what, he puts up a bloody good argument, Stephen Joyce. He's oh, no, he, you know, he's very, very effective communicator. Well, no, he just repeats the mistruth over that, and over again. He, I, maybe, but he... Um, he went out, went on all the media, and just in the face of unrelenting <laughs> sort of opposition, just somehow <laughs> argue black is white and white is black, yeah, and he's bloody good I at it. I guess he convinced himself that he believed it. He's good at it, all right. All right, so we did this week have um, the final uh, leaders' debate, the third major leaders' debate. Let's have a little look at the highlights of that. Jacinda Ardern and Bill English facing off one last time before polling day. And once again, it was the issue of tax soon to the fore. To claim that we were increasing income tax was totally unfair. It was mischievous, it was wrong. On the 1st of April, under Labor, tax for people on the average wage will be $1,000 a year higher. But the debate really started to heat up over health and whether the government is funding it properly. We have funded for health and population, for, for, for inflation and population for every, growth. For every year you've been well, a government. It's, it's not been the amount that you think would be ideal. The answer uh, is no. But Why? we now have the capacity, because we've got well-managed government books, uh, because the economy's in good shape, we, we, like you, will be spending more and more on health. Labor feels that National's campaign tactics in this election have been out of line. In particular, a claim that there was an $11.7 billion hole in Labor's finance plan. And tonight, Jacinda Ardern wasn't taking it lying down. There is a big hole. Everyone agrees there's a hole no in the Labor budget. No, is, and no it is exactly it is exactly as has been said. Can you look You're me proposing, in the eye as yes, you absolutely. that you think there's an 11 billion... No one has agreed with you, not They all one. agree there's a hole. You can no, argue how big it is. I Why? cannot believe two days out from an election, you continue to mislead people like that. This does a complete oh. disservice to the New Zealand you can public do, you that can you can disagree. There's a hole in the budget. Labor's never rebutted. Right, well, agree to disagree. The latest One News Colmar Brunton poll shows that New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters is still on course to be king or queen maker. Although Bill English was signalling to voters that if possible, he'd rather not have to deal with them. Okay, well, give me you know, that, I'm give me suggesting to voters they cut out the middleman. I don't like this view that Mr Peters has that he decides who the government of New Zealand is. Jacinda Ardern, on the other hand, under pressure over whether she'd talk first to the Greens or New Zealand First about trying to form a government. Work with what voters So what give does us? first cab off the rank mean now? It, it means, means a conversation and it always oh, just has. A conversation. This isn't new. Things got testy again on the issue of child poverty with Mr English strongly rejecting claims his government has sat on its hands. We're cracking into some of the most difficult social problems with social investment that, that uh, in a way, no government has had a you go discovered, at before. You discovered poverty very, last week. No, that's we what, didn't. That's no, what happened. we did not. So two days to go in this election and it remains on a knife edge. Both leaders set to push on hard to the finish line. So, was it a dead rubber? Was it important, that debate? Did it, it felt like... It was, um, well, I thought, I mean, Jacinda clearly came out strong. I thought she, she, was, she won. I but thought she won too. It was too little too late, wasn't it? Mm. 
I thought the defining feature of it for me was, um, <laughs> I hate to say this, was Bill English talking about tax and standing by Stephen Joyce and stuff. I know, over and over and over again. And, and um, you guys won't have seen this, but we had a host debate stand up mm. afterwards, and the journals just went for Bill English, trying to get him to talk about you know, who agreed with him on the, on the $11 billion hole, name an economist, and he couldn't, and then down to the income tax. Yep. Um, and it was it was quite the frustrations. I think the media were echoing Jacinda's frustrations in a way because you know. Should she have come out harder? Should she have come out in that debate and gone? You know what? I'm going to not look very relentlessly positive here, but I'm going to look tough and I'm going to take him on. Or would she have been? Would there have been some reverse sexism at play? You know, or, you know what I mean? Like, would she have been? Or you know what people are like? Would she? Have been, would, have, would would they have thought? Oh, that she's being too aggressive, and then they would have they would have hammered her harder than they would have hammered him, and all those sorts of things. Well, do you, I don't. I, did, I thought she came. I thought she was. I mean, she didn't. She didn't call him a liar to his face, but she seemed un, very some close. Some people suggested that unfair was a bit weak. To say it was unfair it was it was sounded a bit like sour grapes. Well, it was unfair. I know, but I'm just saying the language well, what, what, was the language too what soft. What word would you have used? Well, could she? Would well, I said it in my preamble before the debate, would she come out and call him a liar? Well, but is she that... She has now. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought she was very strong in the debate. I, I thought she went as far as... She, strong enough. Yeah, I thought she went... I mean, she can't pretend to be someone that she's not. No, she can't. Um, and she is fundamentally a very polite person. Um, and it's just not that's not her style of politics. But should she have come out and hit back early? Should we have seen that side of her earlier? Maybe. Definitely. A week a week earlier, two weeks earlier yeah, would have I made all the, the damage difference. Was done a week ago. Mm. One thing I'll list, I, look, I, look, one thing I need, we do need to talk about is that I think Bill English, putting aside all of the finance stuff, has <clears> had <throat> first couple of weeks looking a bit shaky under the pump. He's, found his mojo in this campaign. Well, yeah, he, I mean, the first couple of weeks it was awkward and insipid and just, it was just interminable wandering around after him. And then, and then, um, then he really hit, I remember one day I was up in Levin in Otaki and he was talking to rural producers and that sector and he really, he really hit his straps and he gave this speech and he was fired up and it was the side of Bill English that we hadn't seen during the campaign. And from that point on, yeah, he really, he really brought it he really brought it home, um, but this week I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I mean the whole campaign's felt a little bit flat this week. Um, I think everyone's just. It's been such a long campaign. I think mm. it's been a week too but long for everyone. So have you? I mean, this campaign. Have you really? Have you really learned much more about Bill English? Do you know any more about Bill English than you did six weeks ago? Apart from the fact that he was Stubborn. prepared to go low. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't personally because I feel like I've known Bill English enough covered him for a very long time and I have actually seen that side of him in my experience as a political reporter over the years. I'm just wondering whether the public had seen as much of him. Remember, remember he got thrashed in 2002 mm -hmm. and that whole idea of him, he got up and came back and then this, having his family there have been quite, fe quite a big feature yeah, in this yeah, campaign Yeah, yeah, Mary's been him. by his side so the whole time. There. Yeah. He just looks like a guy who... Um, is comfortable in his own skin, and that has come across quite well, I think. I think that's come across quite well. And I think that if he pulls this off, if they get a fourth term, then he will be all powerful in that party. See, I'm gonna agree, to, I'm gonna, we're gonna agree to disagree again, because I think, I think the way that they've, the negative campaign has diminished the reputation that he built up for himself, Honest Bill. 
And I don't, I don't disagree think, with it. I, don't, I agree. There was, there, there I has diminished it slightly. I don't yeah. think this was the campaign that he wanted to fight. If you remember back, remember back, you and I went to the National Party conference, and you remember he was talking about being confident and optimistic mm. for New Zealand, and, and it was all about this yeah. campaign was going to be all about growth, not necessarily yeah. the record of yeah. economic management, but but the future and the opportunity that that yeah. the surpluses have brought for New Zealand, yeah. and how National was very confident, and and that's. The, the campaigns have flipped. I know, I know, and I asked him in that Q and A interview on Sunday. That's exactly what I asked him. I said, you know, where's you, you're supposed to be campaigning on your proud record, and you've been running a scare campaign. And he and I and I asked him, are you comfortable personally doing that? And he was, yes, he is. I, but do you think really in the long dark, knowing Bill, in the long dark nights of the soul, do you really think he's going to be he's going to sit back and be satisfied and proud, or no, is he going to be disappointed that he had to go and fight, get down and fight dirty? I think he wants it. He wants this badly. He wanted it badly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he the hunger. It badly, a real hunger there, and it's about redemption for him. He was humiliated in 2002, and he was going to damn well do whatever it took to get it. I reckon. So, final thoughts. He, he can wrestle with his he can wrestle with his conscience, <laughs> but right now he, he'll take he'll take the win if he can get it. My final thoughts are it's, is to, is that we should expect the unexpected. Why why wouldn't tonight why wouldn't election night be a crazy wild ride that no one expected because everything else has. So the like soap, like, the soap like, opera that you wouldn't buy. And you just my, wouldn't my rational the side saying, look, the, the last two big polls and all the internals are pointing to National being the biggest <clears> party. <throat> They'll get first crack. But hey, why wouldn't it be a crazy night? Why wouldn't we expect a big turnout or something random to happen? But your final thoughts on the campaign? Oh man, I don't know. Have you enjoyed it? I have thoroughly enjoyed this campaign. I've enjoyed New Zealanders being engaged, even if it's, I love New Zealand, I love it when this country is engaged in politics, you know, you can only wish that it was like this all the time, because believe me, it's not. Favourite moment? Um, favourite moment, favourite moment, favourite moment, probably personally, um, I enjoyed interviewing all four leaders in, in, a, in a row. Low point? Um, Paula Bennett's comments on human rights I thought were mm. a massive um, faux pas. Credit to her for acknowledging that she had just stuffed up, but um, I thought that was pretty, pretty um, random for a deputy prime minister to, to suggest that. Good. All Yours? right. Yours? Oh, um, <laughs> I've enjoyed the food. <laughs> when you follow Bill English around, you get really well what fed. What pies and no, 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 bacon no. buddies oh, and no, stuff? Oh no, no, no! Let me tell you, the sandwiches have been really good. Oh. Ask Steve Brown, yes, he's done a gourmet <laughs> tour of the election campaign. Um, no, I guess, I mean, I have enjoyed watching Jacinda really uh, mm. hit her straps. I think, now, if you had asked me eight weeks ago, I, I, you know, I was one of the ones who said I didn't think that she was ready. I, I didn't mm. think that she had the chops. Um, to me, she hadn't shown herself to be strong enough yeah. in, in Parliament, but I, I think she's handled herself astonishingly, astonishingly well. I agree um, with that. She can, she a couple of shaky weeks to start with, but as soon as she was fully briefed, she was she could she could answer on a lot of things. She she started to look prime ministerial. She's an excellent communicator, and and the one thing that comes across is her genuine warmth. She's really enjoyed meeting people all, across all walks of life. And she so just that, struck me as something as someone who is clearly a very fast learner. Hmm. And um, she's put herself, whatever happens, she's put herself in a strong position to shape the Labour Party for the next three years in or out of government. Yeah, and, and I have to say, um, 
on the flip side to that, I, haven't, I did really enjoy seeing Bill English pull himself up after, you know, like I say, a couple of insipid weeks. Because um, I was, I, I, from a personal level, I was starting to think, I, I don't want to stand by and see this guy, you know, Get not beat up and lose again. Yeah, if he's going to, and I mean, this is going to be personally humiliating. And then it was like a, a switch flipped him in, and, and he, and so yeah, they both ran the campaign of their lives, I reckon. Oh, that was fun. I think I agree. Right, that is enough from us. We need to stop talking, don't we? <laughs> yes. We've All right. Still got Thank you so much go. for listening to Inside Parliament. If you're still with us, uh, have a great election night. Saying over. <laughs> yeah, happy election night. <laughs> happy election night. See ya. <laughs>